G'day, g'day. It's Stefan Angelini from Angel Advisory on the 6th of March, 2023. Welcome to a new week. On this economic wrap, what are we talking about? We're talking about value versus growth investing. Um, we're going to talk about some emerging markets. Why infrastructure? So some key themes that are shaping people's love for infrastructure assets in the current environment. And we're going to talk about early super access um, and some illegal schemes that, get, that are getting targeted by the ATO. So if you're out there and you love these updates, thanks for all the positive feedback we're getting. I didn't realize that I speak very worriedly. So if I do pronounce my THs as Fs, I do apologize. My lingo isn't very great. Um, for those of you that want to listen to the full episode and get a real in-depth analysis on what we're talking about, head on over to the podcast or YouTube channel. For those of you staying on, thanks for watching. Just a reminder that this is all general information. Please don't consider it as personal advice. And if you want personal advice, well, go and consult your licensed financial advisor. As we get into it, let's see what we're talking about this week. So um, a bit of a report from BlackRock um, in assessing their love of either value stocks or growth stocks. Now, as interest rates head higher and inflation really kicks in and people can't spend as much, they have a love affair with value investing. Whereas the last 10 years, it's all been about growth. So growth investing over the last 10 years has really taking investing markets by storm and stock markets in particular. So in the start of this financial year, in, in this calendar year, 2023, growth stocks have actually just gone bang and really outperformed. They had a really poor 2021, 2022, which has led them to a quick outperformance in the current calendar year. And think about it, the US market's up about 10%, led by some really high growth names. Now, just bringing you back, what's value, what's growth? Growth is essentially a growth company is a, is a company that's looking to grow its revenues and its profits into the future. Think of your Amazons and things like that. Value companies are traditionally your older companies, good profits in the business that don't trade on what we call massive or, or very high PE multiples. So they're already making profit. You can understand the value in them and they generally tend to last through recessions quite well. Now, they say that what they're talking about in this particular I guess, uh, article they wrote is that higher rates reduce the value of future cash flows weighing more on growth stocks um, in developed markets. So they are remaining overweight towards value or good names and underweight towards growth names. Now, from 2013 to 2021, growth companies outperformed value companies enormously. Um, and so they have done so this year as well. But there has been a bit of a resurgence in value stocks. Now, if you look at value investing in whole, if you go back to 1994, which is the closest year we can draw on as a resemblance to what we're seeing today, value tended to outperform in those years and the many years after that. So it might just be a good case to focus on value in a portfolio as opposed to those names that are just growing that everyone knows and everyone's talking about. Um, so that's really interesting from them. Uh, talking about value and and growth. Uh, there's been a lot of, I guess, opportunities pop up in emerging market investment and, and a, a lot of confidence going into these economies. So you think of your, your India's, China's coming back out of lockdown, Taiwan has semiconductors, you have uh, Mexico, which is a big producer now, and a lot of production moving to Indonesia, meaning there's a good case for these emerging markets. And a lot of economists are now picking that this will be the, I guess, the sector that will outperform over the next 10 years. So we'll look at what's what's beneficial about emerging markets. Uh, typically, compared to developed markets, they've got lower level of inflation is what they're currently facing right now. Uh, the monetary, monetary tightening isn't as tight as what you're seeing in Western worlds. 
the equity market derating. So the equity market isn't getting as hit as it is in like an Australia or a USA. Um, and downward earnings adjustments aren't that bad. Um, so a lot of the companies out in emerging markets are still seeing a lot of flows in um, their inflation side. They've got room in their monetary policy to really ramp up investment into their economy if they really need to. Um, so it's really shaping up to look like one of the better performing asset classes over the next 10 years. Talking about asset classes, I mean, we focus a lot on Australian equities, international equities, but infrastructure and property as an asset class. And there's a lot of, I guess, headwinds for infrastructure at the moment and essentially a few structural trends to do with listed infrastructure for this year at the moment. So listed infrastructure has done extremely well over the last uh, two years compared to, say, Australian equities and international equities. Infrastructure, what is it? Infrastructure assets. Think about your toll roads, your electricity towers, your data towers, your data centers, your gas pipelines, all those kinds of infrastructure assets. Someone owns them, and that means you can own them too if they are publicly listed. So if you look at some of the structural trends that are shaping this current uh, industry or asset class, let's look at what they are. So the energy pivot away from Russia. So what's happened here is that people aren't relying on Russia as much. They're getting stuff locally. And that means they've got to up, upgrade things locally or they're getting used more, which means you make more rent from, them, from those assets. So LNG, for example, in the US is um, has been an outperforming asset class. And given they don't see the likes of Russia putting their gas back into the environment, uh, then these asset classes will continue to remain extremely strong. Uh, government is starting to support infrastructure upgrades. So as an example, so government money, government always pumps up a lot of money into infrastructure to get economies moving again. So the US listed infrastructure stocks are going to benefit from the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA. Now, this is a package which, which includes about $369 billion US dollars of subsidies and tax credits over the next decade as a way to decarbonize and produce cleaner energy. Now, so this is going to be money that goes into things like different kinds of energy production. So that's going to help these companies that are doing this, given they're getting money from the government, they can hopefully make more profits because they're putting less of their own money into research and development. And that's the point of that decarbonization of these utilities. That entire space being renewable energies, renewable gas, renewable energy, in particular like solar and battery, that investment is intensifying. And the people that do this and do this well will be the large infrastructure companies of the world, and they're going to benefit the most. Another st structural trend is the demand for data. So data centers and, I guess, electricity and data towers form part of an asset class in infrastructure. So as consumers and businesses focus more on digital platforms, capacity for um they need more capacity in cell towers and data centers to package all this up and allow, make this all possible. So you'll see a lot more investment into, into data towers, especially as 5G rolls out. All these towers need to get upgraded. And essentially, if we are storing more information, that means data centers need to continue to grow and to continue to make money. Let's focus on travelers. Travelers is a structural headwind for this sector. Uh, given you can own things like airports and toll roads as an infrastructure in your infrastructure, you can own that infrastructure. Um, as people travel more and get out and about more, they will benefit. So uh, airports will have more people that will come through them, spend money at the airports, and therefore people that own that asset will make more money. 
toll roads. As more people drive on toll roads and start to head out more and become less afraid of COVID, or we get more travelers that come to different countries and they make money off tolls, then those companies will make more money. So a very secure income stream you can get from these. Finally, let's let's finish off just with going to self-managed super or superannuation and a legal access scheme. So the ATO has called it out and said that we are focusing on people that are trying to get their money out of super and trying to not let them get their money out of super. So in the two months recently, the ATO has disqualified 318 trustees and given them extra ten- taxes and penalties up to about $10 million. Now that's just in two months. So they're really focusing on this and they're making sure that, that in 2023, hopefully there's not that many getting illegal access to their super. So if you're thinking about doing this, just watch out because the ATO is looking to crack down. That's it for me from the 6th of March. Hopefully you have a great day. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.